Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Restaurant Radio. My guest today is Kyla Tori. She is the chef at Unilever and heads up the Fair Kitchen movement. Welcome to our podcast today. Man, thank you so much for having me. I'm very oh. excited about this. And also, you nailed the pronunciation of my last name. Oh, yes. I always <laughs> I always worry about that. It's so important. So yeah, yeah I'm, glad, I'm glad I got it. That's fantastic. Well, again, thank you for being, being with us today. So I had a few questions. I wanted to talk to you. Um, so tell me why Unilever started Fair Kitchens. Yeah, it's it seems really odd, right? Um, I think one of the questions we would get, like, what's in it for Unilever? Because, you know, you think big manufacturing company, and we're associating ourselves with this movement called Fair Kitchens, which, of course, I'm the North. I'm very lucky to be one of the North American ambassadors for. Um, but really, it is just that, you know, being a huge manufacturer in the industry and seeing what the industry has been like, and so many of us that, I mean, yes, my role is a chef with them, but we do have a lot of chefs in non-chef roles on our team. Um, and they, we've always understood that there is a harmful side to kitchen culture. There can be a negative side to it and it's a little bit broken. Um, and yes. so knowing all of that, we actually, on a global scale in 2017, ended up doing a study. Um, and the study, of course, was towards, you know, cooks and chefs in different roles around the world, um, finding out where there was some core issues and core problems. And it was astounding. The mm. numbers and the percentages we got back around yeah. chefs that were feeling fatigued to the point of breaking, depression, addiction. I mean, the things that we knew, we know, but eh, to actually see those numbers right. was very, yeah, very rattling, as you can imagine. So well, oh. that was 2017 too. I mean, take put the pandemic through, you know, put everybody through the pandemic and I'm sure it would be even worse Absolutely. if you did that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was it was interesting, too, because, you know, OK, so this is happening in 2017. We're like, what can we do? You know what? Like, let's use what we do have as resources as this big company to try to make a change for good. And um, and then in 2018, our industry was shook up again. I mean, not that it's not constantly, but there was a lot of <laughs> right. very like media facing public chef figures um where we saw you know stories of addiction and death mm -hmm. by suicide and it was you know what like this needs to be addressed this is now more public than ever and we need to kind of take that and do what we can so essentially that's why unilever was involved um it is the fa it is my favorite part of my job as you know <laughs> is working with fair kitchens well, good for Unilever and for y'all for, for doing that. Cause it, as you said, it is a problem to me. It's, it's why the whole culture and I, you know, I call it toxic. I don't know if that's the best word to use, but to me, it's the number one reason that we're short on people in this industry. And yep. this has been going on for a long time. As you said, you guys looked at it at 2017. And I think the hospitality, the restaurant industry is um, if you were to look at, like you said, substance abuse, it is of all the different industries. I think it's got the highest, I believe. I know it has it at some point, and I don't know if it's all addiction or what, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, there are so many different things and, you know, the pressure sometimes can be fun and sometimes it's just 
pressure, you know, um, working in a kitchen, especially in the back of the house. So good on y'all for doing this. It's, that's great. So tell me a little bit. So you, you guys see the need. So what is Fair Kitchen's movement about? Like, what is the grassroots of what y'all are trying to do? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's also in the name is of course to make every kitchen a fair kitchen, but it is about, um, making a change on that global scale. So it's like 17 million restaurants around the world. I'm sure that number is is probably different now post pandemic, but a lot of making healthier and happier workplaces and the industry as a whole. And of course that encapsulates huge variety of different areas because health and happiness are impacted by every single thing that we do. Um, And doing that by creating awareness, um, having open dialogue, connecting people, and also supplying resources and tools um, is what Fair Kitchens is really about. So it's how can we make that change? But it's, it's very similar to what you're doing, you know, and, you know, I'm so glad that we've connected because this is a big thing, right? Trying to change a culture that is so embedded. Yeah. And uh, I say it's like turning the ship, but you need so many people to be a part of it. And uh, it's going to be ongoing. I don't see this as something that's going to stop. It's a constant work and change, I think. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I like that. This interesting analogy about, you know, changing the direction of a ship. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to turn on a dime and it's going to take a lot of people to do that. So with that, I mean, I, I know some of the things that y'all have done. I see posts on social media. Um, I see that you guys have worked with the Culinary Institute of America to do this training class for um, managers, which is phenomenal. Um what what other things are y'all doing to to try to get the word out and to try to make the 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 differences that y'all are providing the resources for? How are you? I mean, social media, connecting with chefs. I mean, what are the ways y'all yeah. are trying to be out there? I mean, those are those are definitely two of the ways. I again, I just kind of like I said, took over um, this role as leading the movement for North America. So. It's kind of like I'm trying to make all these new connections and figure out different ways to get out there. Um, so, of course, we have our social medias, right? We've got, right. you know, contact. I think we were just talking about like Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Instagram. And of course, we have our, our landing page and all that good stuff. Um, but it's, I, it's also about getting out to where the operators are. And, you know, Partnering, of course, with um, other organizations and groups that have that reach and have the network is a big part of it. Right. Um, And, you know, I think right now, too, we're seeing a lot of kind of, I think, post-pandemic communing within the industry, if you will. I think a lot of people, you know, everybody's struggling. We're looking for resources. How do we get back into things? Um, even though things are opened up now, we're obviously been so scarred by what has happened that I think people are taking advantage more of, you know, national conferences and, you know, affiliations that they can be a part of where they can network. And I think that's how we can be involved more to make people at least aware that we're there, that we exist, and that we have resources that can help them. But yeah. then on the flip side, a big thing for me is finding out what cooks, chefs, anybody in the hospitality industry, what do you need that will help support you? 
how can other people learn from what you are doing well? You know, it's not all the negative doom and gloom side of things of like, oh, you're not doing this right. And, you know, you need to be better. It's also, hey, you're doing this really well. How do we share with other people best practices that are out there that have healthy kitchen cultures that do have a thriving business because they have very little turnover? You know, the staff loves what they do. Um, So, yeah, I I think I touched on a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, no, you did. You did. And one of the questions I was going to ask you, I think you kind of already sort of hit a little bit on that. It's like, do you think like now is a prime time? for some of these cultural changes in the industry. And I think you kind of address that. And I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that as an industry, we're coming together a little bit more and, and, you know, we're a hospitality industry. I think, you know, we're trying to be more hospitable again. And like you said, sharing what's working for people and what's not. And um, hopefully that rising tide will lift all the boats because, you know, people love to eat. And so there's certainly room for, for plenty of businesses out there. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, kind of a side note, one of the things I was thinking, um, helping the industry and with with Help Connects and trying to help is that, um, you know, sometimes there's people that want other jobs, and this is going to sound crazy, but what about like work sharing, where if, um, if, you, if you had a group of restaurants that maybe, maybe I'm, uh, I don't know, line cook at night, but I would like to pick up some extra hours and I'm willing, you know, and you've got a restaurant and you say, Hey, you know, yeah, I'd take Nan for a couple of afternoon shifts over here. And, you know, kind of networking like that as well and having it so that you could see who's willing to do, you know, kind of work sharing, if you will. I mean, because again, just trying to fill everybody's needs, because maybe you don't need a full-time person, but you, and then that person knows they're going to work with your schedule. I don't know. Just to- I know. I love that idea because I think the other thing that you're hitting on the head there is the fact that, okay, one, we get in, mostly get into this industry, I say mostly, um, <laughs> because we love to cook. We love to feed people. We love to bring people joy. We want to be creative right. when we can, all of that good stuff. And I think giving people variety which can also sometimes be lacking, as we know, from some mm-hmm. jobs in the kitchen. So that aspect, in addition to the networking, in addition yeah. to um, treating it almost like career development, right? Because 100%. Giving, yes. And it's yes. so very rare that people move into, and this is something actually that we're trying to address with some surveys, which I know that you, you and I had talked about earlier, yes. some, some surveys that we put out there and I can go into more detail um, with those that are listening on what exactly those are, but we're trying to really identify um, for potential employees um, what's missing. What do they, what do they look for when they are looking for a job? What is not currently out in the industry? And I think par- part of that is career pathing is not a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And even, even if you step back from career pathing, um, because I'm sure you and I both know plenty of people that have started out as dishwashers who ended up running a kitchen or owning their own place, but, but even stepping back from that and, you know, not everybody's maybe wants to be the head of a kitchen or own their own restaurant or, but just, I think just looking at the employees as a whole and seeing how you can show that you want to give them value to what they're doing. And another networking thing that I thought would be so cool. And I've I've got something set up on my website that shows this, but is again, let's say you and I have a restaurant in town and you are Italian and I'm whatever Mexican. And what if I said, Hey man, I'm going to have each, each month, 
uh, on a Tuesday, a slow day from two to three, anyone in the restaurant can come in and we're going to have a guest chef come in and show you uh, some new dishes that we can prepare. And that can be the wait staff or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and just have ways to invest again in people to show them new things and to, to do a training. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't, it can, it would be great if it was a career path or, or training that was um, grandiose, but it could just be something simple. Like, what would you guys like to see? I'm going to have Kyla come in and she's going to show us how to make this Italian dish or uh, this mother sauce or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. And, and, and you do, you get to meet other people and it's, and it's fun and it's interactive and it makes us a community. And you're showing that again, you're trying to invest in their future and, and training them and teaching them something. And it, it people can do that across the board any size restaurant, wherever for free. I mean, you can, you can provide resources that don't have to be expensive or fancy to show people that you care about them and that they you're, you're paying time and attention to what might matter to them. It's, it's, um, it's interesting because I know that you and I are both also familiar with corporate, corporate business, corporate side of things. And it's almost like we need to take some of our best practices that have been really honed on in that industry and apply them to a certain extent to the hospitality industry. Um, You know, as opposed to sometimes feeling like it's the wild west out there and we're just getting by and, you know, it's planning and engaging with the staff and having people feel like they're involved in that they're opinions matter and that what they do matters. And, you know, we've been seeing some great examples from some of the chefs that have shared with us, you know, what they do in their kitchens around, you know, team building. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, going out for drinks when your shift is done. Right. Um, But it could be, you know, like going bowling with your team um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, just doing regular check-ins, which we actually at Fair Kitchens, we do have some some tools and resources around and around checking in with your team. That's great. Um, so, you know, to make that a little bit easier and, and kind of guardrails, if you haven't had those types of conversations before, um, again, I think it's, it's that closeness. And of course mm-hmm. that is going to make for a happier team and therefore a more successful team and hopefully less turnover. Exactly. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head too. Just the professionalism of the way we're looking at our employees. Uh-huh. And for I mean, for everything from a dishwasher, again, somebody can be hired as a dishwasher, maybe that's all they want to do. Or you can say, look, this is where you'll start. And th- this is again the career path, so that they can see that there's more to it than that. And we can keep people in the industry instead of the turnover and the losing people. And we can attract people back into the industry. Cause I mean, so many people who aren't even in the industry know about the toxicity in this Mm -hmm. industry. And if we don't start changing that, we're going to stay where we are, or it's going to get worse. Like you said, it's going to take a while, but that professionalism, I think is, is definitely a big key to it as well. And just looking at it like a, like a profession. Yeah. So, Yeah. This is, these are great conversations. So as you've engaged people, how has it been received? I mean, are people like, oh yeah, this is great. And we need this or like, yeah. I mean, what's the reception been? I think uh, I I do the sigh because, (laughs) you know, everybody innately knows, you know, yes, 
we should make the industry a better place and like, yeah, place there, not everything's great. You know where I actually tend to see some of the divide? This is a two-parter. Is that (laughs) it's it's the older generation of chefs that they really grew up in the old school brigade Mm -hmm. system where it was you just had to put up with stuff. That's this is what you had to do to get by. So I'm not even talking about you know, areas like fair wages or scheduling or parental leave. I'm talking about just how people are treated, how mental health and abuse and addiction are within the kitchen. There's definitely an old school mentality. And I, that has been a little bit tricky. Not that again, that they don't realize that there's, you know, good things that need to happen. Um, I think that's part, though, that resistance is partially, I think, what's holding up some of the change. Mm-hmm. I think that the younger generation expects something much different, which is also why we're seeing huge exodus from the industry. Right. Um, and I think the best way that we're going to do this, and, and you know what, maybe we didn't always approach it the right way, or maybe it didn't come across always the right way. But I think, again, it's about celebrating what people are doing well and not making people feel as though they're wrong or that they're doing something bad. I think, you know, kind of being more on the positive side of it and then showing the benefit to the business, right? Because as we know, there's some restaurant owners that I get, I mean, it's, we're in the business to make money, right? You, right. Everybody um, is. Yeah, exactly. And um, sometimes that's the priority for some people at all costs. Um, and I think it's just showing the benefit of that human cost and how a change for the better will also help their business. Does that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, a- a- absolutely. And I, you know, I think that, um, you know, it feels like to me with the whole wage piece of things, people are like, oh, you know, they're just throwing, you know, a Band-Aid on something. And to be sure, I know it's hard on the businesses, but the wages have been pretty awful. Uh-huh. <laughs> and again, at the very bottom of the totem pole are restaurant and hospitality workers um, as far as industries, at least in, in the United States. And so it definitely needed to be addressed, but that's a, to me, that's a Band-Aid, not even a Band-Aid, like that should just be like, a given, like, yeah, yep. pay people a fair wage. Right. And so after that is really the hard work of looking at the industry or at your specific business and say, what more can I do? What is it that people, like you were saying, what do they need? What are they looking for to want to stay here more long-term? Um, I was talking to somebody uh, who's in HR for a, re- a hotel group and she was talking about the people that she was hiring and that what she was paying. And she said to me, she said, I, I wouldn't work for that. I thought, well, I mean, not only would you not work for that, but probably that wage is not even, don't worry about living wage, like actual living. That's probably not even a wage that somebody can really afford to live Uh on. And so you just kind of shake your head and go, well, good luck. (laughs) You know, like, do you want to know why you don't have people? Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And then you t- so you take that and then you, you know, you try to fix that piece and then you go, okay, but then your managers, like you said, are, are crappy. or don't treat people well, or, you know, 
Um, I think in the industry, we've kind of wanted to think of ourselves as badasses and, you know, that's great. Right. That's, that's one thing, but being a, being that is, doesn't mean you have to be a a jerk. Yeah. I was going to say you can be badass and lead a team with compassion and respect and inclusivity. I I don't think that, yeah, (laughs) it's, um, I was just thinking too about, you know, you look at other industries, like think about the tech industry and they're trying to attract, you know, younger generation, et cetera, et cetera. And look at all the perks. Yeah. Right. And it's like, why does that not exist in our industry? Yep. And it doesn't even need to be something grandiose. No. <laughs> you know? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I No, I, I agree. It, and again, you sometimes you just have to think outside the box. Again, if you've got this community of restaurants, I say, Hey, Kyla, um, I'd love to share uh, yep. five $20 gift certificates to your place and I'll give you five of mine and let's give them out as whatever, like you, I mean, whatever you want to do, but you know, you can say job well done. Here's, you know, $20 yep. gift certificate to Kyla's place. Or, I mean, we have ways that we can do things that really don't have to cost much or any money, but you do have to think outside the box a little bit. And um, I think that it's just high time we do that. Absolutely. And I, it's, you brought up the leadership training earlier and I just kind of want to briefly, briefly explain it. Um, because I don't know if whoever, whoever's listening to this will have, will know exactly <laughs> what there. it is. Whoever's Great. There, hi, yeah. Hi. Please do. Um, so it is our leadership training and it's not actually, it's not just for people that are currently in a leadership position. It really could be for anybody and it could be front of house, back of house. I mean, that's what I tell everybody, by the way, I said, I said, don't just have your leaders have it. Tell everybody to take it. So everybody's on the same page and knows what the leader's trying to facilitate. So yes, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 please. I mean, because you've also looked at the training, right? So like your insights into it, I think are phenomenal. And I mean, it also shows, you know, we go back to career pathing. If somebody that's not currently in a leadership position then does this and it's something they can put on their resume. I mean, that is a great yeah. way to help identify people that you do want to promote. Like, hey, they are interested. They are taking steps. Yes. You know? um, so the leadership training, of course, is, of course, because everything's online, is <laughs> virtual, online, available yep. to anybody in the world for free. Um, and it is, well, eight 30 minute modules. One of the modules is an intro. So, you know, I don't want to be too misleading here, <laughs> but they are short modules. So, you know, you can do one at a time, like one a week or whatever fits your schedule, which is the lovely thing. Yes. And each of the modules really hones in and has, you know, expert advice, um, best practices with regards to different areas that are key for managing a team in a really good way. And so we're talking about diversity and inclusion and mental health, um, conflict resolution, um, best hiring practices. So having that and doing the assessment at the end, then you get um, a certification from the Culinary Institute of America. So that is so cool. That is so cool. Yes. I thought so. I I almost went to the CIA and I thought, okay, 
this is my way to get something from the CIA without having to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look, yeah. Look, it's on my resume. <laughs> look what I've got. No, that it's very cool. Except for the guys who went to Johnson and Wales are a little bit like, but, but anyway, I, I <laughs> hey, digress. Johnson and Wales, we'll do something with you too. <laughs> right. Come on, bring it on. Oh, no, it's, it's fantastic. I, um, like I said, I, I think it's great. It's, uh, I, I need to, I need to push it more for people. So thank y'all for doing that. I, you know what? And it's an ongoing process, of course, because there's always like, you know, I said earlier, there's always going to be something for us to address. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just life. And, right. um, you know, there's going to be more modules to add. There's going to be more learnings to be had. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about it, right? Is we're kind of just continue to grow, continue to evolve and um, we'll see where we go. Right. Well, I certainly appreciate Unilever and y'all and the Fair Kitchens movement because, again, we're we're prime. This is the time to, I think, really see some major changes. I think it's um, it's sort of out there for the taking, if you will, and we just need to get the word out and bring more people together because there's power in numbers. And yeah, I'm I'm excited about the future. I think it's going to take a while, like you said, but I'm really excited about trying to excite the industry and get some new people back in and see if we can't get this, get us going again, get some fire and joy and fun going again in this industry. I'm with you. I I feel very optimistic um, because we just can't, we can't be without a restaurant industry. Yeah. (laughs) I saw a comment. I love reading comments of things. And this guy had said like, Oh, whatever restaurants are closing, you don't need that many. And I'm like, oh, oh sacrilege. Like, oh. do you live under a rock? Like, mm. it's part of our culture. Did, uh, we need it to is have a thriving industry. So I feel good because we need it. It's, it's, it's the it's, it's the most primitive thing. Food yeah. and sharing and uh, yeah, absolutely. We're in the the best industry. And that person was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, he, you know, he probably had access to the internet for one day and other yeah. than that, just like lives in a cave somewhere. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and, and you know, and I, and I, I am really proud of our industry. It's, you know, it always has been a very resilient industry. And I have seen some amazing restaurants come through this pandemic and just with flying colors, really. And, you know, they mm-hmm. kind of, they pivoted and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? I mean, you know, they are they are an industry where people kind of, you know, you have to react quickly to things. It's not a slow paced. All right, let's talk about it. I mean, you know, they're an action group. And so I'm really proud of everybody and all they've done to get through this. It's, it has been, um, it's been tough and I'm excited to see what I can do and what fair kitchens and others can do to help elevate them, keep them going and excite new people to come into our industry. Um, absolutely. And I just want to say to Nan, like, thank you for what you're doing. I know it's another full-time job, but because it's, you love it. Um, mm. and I think that what you're putting out there could, is, could be a huge help. I know that because I know what your future plans are too, with it. <laughs> um, will be an amazing help to the industry. So well, I hope so. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope so. Well, Kyla, thank you so much. I know that um, I'm hoping you at some point will be back with me again on the podcast and I look forward to doing some great things to help the industry with you. Absolutely. We'll book it right now. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much again for being with us. Thank you so much.